Hey guys, today we're gonna to be revisiting an interview with author Karen Walrand. Karen is a longtime friend. Um, she's actually been on the show a few times, but I really loved this interview that we did on cultivating friendships and creating healthy boundaries. She's an author, she's a podcaster. Um, she has a podcast called Make Light. And her most recent book is called The Lightmaker's Manifesto, How to Work for Change Without Losing Your Joy. All right. Um, we are so stoked to have Karen with us. Um, so Karen, first of all, I just want to chat a little bit because I think you have had such an interesting career trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> you started as an attorney. And now we're sitting here and you are not an attorney. Yeah. So I started as an engineer actually. So oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. So, so I you was have a, dual degrees in engineering and law. Correct? Well, law is always right. a graduate degree. Right. Right. So yeah. yeah. So my yeah. undergraduate was in engineering. engineering. I was a civil okay. engineer for a while. And then realized I did not want to be a civil engineer. Um, and it was, I'm dating myself, but LA law was on the <gasps> air and everybody yeah. on it was sexy. So yeah. I'm like, I totally, totally. want to like, uh, is that what I want to wear like, a suit? So I want to wear a suit. Attorney. That's exactly right. <laughs> I want to wear like badass suits. Right. And, and so I, I want to be an attorney. So I went to law school. Um, and, uh, and I actually, honestly, I did not intend to practice law when I went to law school, but I hated engineering so much that I thought, well, if I go to law school, I can get into management. So I wouldn't actually yeah. have to be an engineer right. because that's sort of sexy. And every engineer I knew at the time got an MBA. And I thought that's kind of sexier to get a law degree. Yeah. Um, and so I went to law school and then I thought, well, if I got the degree, I might as well take the bar. And so I took the bar and I got the license and I was like, well, crap, I've, you know, I've got the <laughs> well, license. I, I should go ahead and practice. And you know I, how that happened. That literally is what it is. I mean, it was not like one of those burning, I'm going to be Atticus Finch and save the world kind yeah. of things. Although I, I love Atticus yeah. Finch, but, um, the, the Tickle and Mockingbird one, not the ghost of a watchman one. But, mm-hmm. um, and so I did that for, for many years and loved it. I actually really enjoyed the practice of law until I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and about 10 years ago I stopped practicing and I had, um, been a photographer, a hobbyist photographer for a long time. Right. And as a lawyer, I did software law and I traveled around the world negotiating software deals mm-hmm. and would always book a few hours in whatever city I was in to shoot. Oh, that's awesome. And so, um, so when I quit, I thought, well, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Right. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever quit a job without having a plan, like without having a job waiting for me or, and so I thought, well, I love public speaking, which I'd done a lot of as a lawyer and I love writing, um, because I had already started blogging right. and I love shooting, I love photography. So I'm just going to like put myself out there as somebody who speaks, right, shoots and see what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. And that's literally kind of how I got here is I started speaking, writing, shooting a lot. I wrote a book that had a lot of photography and mm-hmm. essays in it. And then I'm um, called the beauty of different, which I love, which is so wonderful. Thank you. That is a fantastic. Book. I just do have to say for our listeners quickly, it is a beautiful book. We'll link up to it on our Facebook community page. Um, it is just the most affirming Thank book. You of women. I, I love it. Yeah. And actually it has a couple men in it. It's, yeah. it's actually one that, uh, that we, I have both men and women. Um, and it really is about the thing that makes you different, right. um, yeah. might be your superpower. And it's about like reframing it and looking at it in a different lens. And so yeah. I have people who have really weird things about them, like a priest who's a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny Lawson is in it, a friend of all of ours who deals with really sort of crippling social anxiety, mm-hmm. but has, is also a writer and a humorist and has mm-hmm. used that to become a best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author, but connecting with 
so many people around the world who also deal with mental illness and, right. um, and helping them see their own illness through different eyes. And so um, it, it was an honor to write the book. It really was because yeah. people shared their stories with me. Um, and so now, like fast forwarding, now what I do is I do a lot of public speaking on, um, you know, so, a lot of authenticity and courage and the kind of things that we touch on in the book. But I also do a lot on diversity and inclusion, which yeah. is also touched on in the book. Um, and I do a lot of leadership consulting and coaching as well. So one-on-one -on -one coaching, usually for people who are just trying to add purpose and meaning into their work. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a life coach. I don't, you know, help people with you know, boyfriend troubles and stuff like that, but right, right, definitely right. like entrepreneurs, lawyers. Yeah. I love working with lawyers, doctors yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's, so that's where I am now. So cool. Amazing. Thank you. I love how you've kind of parlayed all these different interests into yes. this, you know, really sustainable job. Thank you. I, you know, I think, I think it's important. I mean, yeah. I think every single th experience that we go through in life and, um, there have been some doozies in my own life. I think that, our job while we're here is sort of to figure out how we can use those experiences to like propel ourselves to the next level, next level and how we can um, use them to serve. And I think that's yeah. really honestly the meaning of life. And so yeah. thank you. I, I try very intentionally to do that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we wanted to have you on today to talk about friendship because yeah. you had done like a Facebook conversation around it that I thought was so meaningful. And it's funny because both Sarah and I sat and listened to Brene Brown talk this morning. Mm, of course. And she was talking about the importance of having a close community of friends who will basically call, call you, you out. Yeah. Give you honest answers. And then when she talked about hers, it was you. <laughs> I think she relays well, a story yeah, about really Karen. She has more, just far more friends than I, I than me, but does. it was very sweet of her. Yes. Yeah. Well, but one of the things that. that she said of you that I really appreciate about you is she was just basically talking about how honest you were. She was, <laughs> she was in kind of a moment of crisis right. where a lot of friends would have patted on the head and said, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And you kind of like said, it was a big deal. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, you heard the story. She had, yeah. she had inadvertently sent somebody an email that she shouldn't have sent. And she yeah. saw, she shared that story actually in one of her books. And, um, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing I think about friendships. And, and I have to say that this is something that has sort of evolved over time for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for most of us, our idea of what friendship is supposed to be and what it should look like evolves as we get older, yes. for sure. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh -huh. um, and I think one of the things that I think – First of all, like we all know, like avoid the backstabbing friend or avoid mm -hmm. the horrible friend. But um, and I think when we're young, we think that our friends should be 100 percent cheerleaders right. no matter what. Right. right? Yes. Um, which are valuable friends to have. Like you should have some cheerleaders, especially in your, in your 20s. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> and that you the right thing to do? That's, sure. Yeah, of course. You're fine. You're awesome. Right. You're beautiful. You're sexy. Uh -huh. what, right, we don't know. Right, what. Right. And I think that's I think and I still think that those friends are really powerful and wonderful yes. friends to have. But I think that what we don't talk about a lot are the friends who um who are, one, are able to call you on your crap, mm -hmm. but those need to be the people who you know always have your best interests at heart. Yes. yes. Right? And so it's it's very important. I have found the older I've gotten and the, the bigger the decisions I've had to make are to be able to go to a friend who will not only cheer me on, mm -hmm. but also will be like, be able to look at me and go, Karen... I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that that is true to the person who I know you to be. Mm. Right. Mm. And so even though you want to take this job or you want to do this thing or you want to do whatever, like the person that I know you to be, that doesn't 
feel like that resonates for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that you necessarily take that as gospel. Right. Right. But it's, it's a lovely way to have somebody give you a perspective it's feedback that you could write. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, I think that's, um, I'm learning to value those friends more and more and yeah. more as I get older. Well, don't you think too, as you get older, when you gain your, a self-confidence sure. as well, that it's, it's easier to hear those things. I think when you're younger, sometimes it's kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if I, that I don't know if I can take that criticism, but yeah. as you become older, you understand yourself more, you become more confident. You're more willing to say, Hey, wow, let's look at it that way. And now you're making me see something in a different light. And I appreciate that. I think that's so so right. And I think it's, it's, um, it's not so much, it it is partially the confidence, but it's what you said about, you know, yourself more. Yeah. Right. I think that, um, that that is really imperative. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think those friends that give you feedback can help you know yourself more as well. Right. Like they Mm -hmm. can be like, though, this is, you know, or just even mirror back, you know, Sarah, you once, you know, you say you're going to do this, but you remember we had that conversation where you said sort of the opposite and, and, I, I want to make sure that you've thought about that. Right. right. And so the, you know, where you can go, Oh wow, I did say that. Or yeah. yeah, I have thought about it and this is why I feel this way now. And that, you know, so I think that's really, um, really important. And then the other thing is, I think as we're, well, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I will say certainly when I was younger twenties or whatever, mm-hmm. like I wanted to be liked by everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and felt like if somebody didn't like me, that was a failing in myself. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, I'm like, well, sometimes people just don't like me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because there's, I can certainly think of people in my world where I'm like, I don't particularly like that person. And I can't even really articulate what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm like uh-huh. that person and I are just never going uh-huh. to resonate. Uh, yes. Right. Yes. And it's yeah. like, and it's nothing personal mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're a good person and stuff right. like that. But we're just never going to be close. Like that's just not going to, she's, she's not my people. Right. And so when you can do that and realize, you know, it's no judgment on that person. It's just, I don't, we're not, I'm not feeling it. Mm -hmm. Then it's okay for other people to feel that way about you. Right. Right. And I think a lot of that's just experience. Like I, my 14 year old would never get that. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It does come with experience. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. One of the things I remember you saying in your talk was just, um, learning how to recognize that when, you know, you have a friend that behaves badly, that it's okay to make a break. Oh yeah. Talk about that yeah. for, you know, people who, cause I, cause you know, friendships are hard yeah, and sure. friendships can be longstanding. And I think sometimes we can get in a rut with friends that we perhaps maybe know are toxic, but we're, <laughs> you know, we're, we're scared to break that off. It's, yeah. it's similar to the same way that you stay with a boyfriend for too long because you don't know if you can replace or find another you know, and I would say it's, it's even harder than mm. with a boyfriend mm-hmm. because yeah. although, you know, I've been married for a long time, but mm-hmm. if memory serves, um, that, that when you're with a boyfriend and they're like, especially if you had several boyfriends like I've had in the past, <laughs> right? Like when you get, like, you know, when you're like, oh no, you've got to go. Right? Oh, like yeah, there's yeah, a certain yeah, thing. Yeah. And right. there's something about that. You can be like, oh no, this is, this is, we're done. Like right. this is, but with a girlfriend, you're like, well, I can't do that. That'd be mean. Isn't that so oh, true? Oh, that is so true. Like, you can't, that is you can't so do that. That would, be, that would be unkind. Because we hear all the empowerment songs about, like, leave that man yeah, behind. Right. You don't get the like, that friend needs to go. Yeah, right? Like, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, and I think that you have to be okay with that. And, right. and yeah. I've certainly, I mean, I've, you know, you have the friends that drift apart, and I've certainly had that. Right. But you also have the friends who are, like, 
oh no, you're really bad for me. Like, right. hold up. No, right? yeah, this is and, not working. And I've had, I've certainly had, not a lot, but I've certainly had, you know, a handful, a few friends, like two or three friends that I, I full on had a breakup. Like yeah. I was like, we, this isn't working. Like, yeah. and what, what's that? You know, how do people know when is that point? How do you know when it's a hard talk versus a breakup with a friendship? Um, so that's a great question. So the last person that I can think of that I broke up with was somebody that I actually had put up with some bad behavior with quite a bit of time. And we were close enough that we spoke often. Mm -hmm. Um, we weren't in the same city, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like somebody I hung out with all the time, but it was somebody that, you know, you know, thanks to the Mm -hmm. modern miracle of the internet, like Mm -hmm. we contacted all the time Mm -hmm. and Uh, she would say hurtful things and I would not respond. I would just take it. I would just Mm -hmm. take it. And finally she said something that was really hurtful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and to me it was like, well, it's not something that I could just all of a sudden like not be around. Right. Because we had had this history and and an online history of, Mm -hmm. of like talking several times a day, maybe even. And I was finally like, you know what? I I can't, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said so. Like, I was like, look, this is just not working for me. And right. this is something that you've said that was hurtful to me. And you've said similar things in the past. And I take it. And I know you're probably about to be blindsided by this. But this is that hurtful. Right? right? This is that hurtful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and she was not pleased and has not spoken to me since. And I've actually seen her a couple of times mm-hmm. and have, you know, been like, hey, what's going on? And... Nothing. Yeah. Like really, she really doesn't want anything to do with me and, and fair enough. Right. Because I'm sure what me doing that felt like coming out Mm -hmm. of the woodwork Mm -hmm. and she was blindsided by it, but it was, it was was building for you. It had been building for me and it had been, and, and to be clear, I'm not talking about like being cruel. And I was very, very like, I was direct, Mm -hmm. but I didn't say, well, you're a raving bee or like, it wasn't right. like, yeah, I didn't rant. I didn't right. have, I'm like, right. I'm like, you Did have you done this a lot and right. you've said similar things like that. And that's been really hurtful. And I think a couple of times I was like, you know, that was kind of, that was kind of cold. Yeah. Right. Like right. I, but I hadn't been direct. Like, and, and, and that's my fault. Like I hadn't had as much boundary building as I right. probably should have I in the that's past. It's hard for us though. It is. Especially as women to have boundaries with friends. Yeah. And I think also, I think one of the things that I've, I've talked about is with women, we think we, we, we tend to, even if it's unconsciously, maybe it's either we don't like each other mm-hmm. or we're besties. Yeah. Right. And I think yes. there's a whole gradation. Like the, yeah, there, there's, there's the, okay, I, we're not, I don't like you. Or it could mm-hmm. be like, you know what? You're cool. Mm-hmm. And I'll see you and we'll be friendly. Hi, how are you mm-hmm. doing? How the kids have stuff like that. And then we're good. Mm-hmm. Or there may be the friend that's our running buddies. That's like, mm-hmm. okay, when I'm with this person, it's going to be a great time, but yes. I may not be the person. She may not be the person I confide in. Right. Exactly. Like she's my fun running buddy kind right. of person. Right. And then there are the people who are like, nah, this, this girl ride or die. Right. right. Like right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I think that really sort of acknowledging that, that that's how friendship works yeah. and that sometimes people shift along that spectrum. Sure. Yeah. Right. Sure. And giving yeah, ourselves permission to allow that to, to happen. One of the ways I've heard that put before is like the metaphor of a house where, you know, you let certain people into your bedroom yeah. and then some people are living room friends and then some people <laughs> are on the porch right. and then some people are out in the yard, yeah. you know, right. because they're not even, right. you know, safe enough to be on the porch. But just that idea that people can shift that, you know, maybe sometimes people get put out on the porch until they <laughs> right. figure, 
They well, figure you figure, yourself out. Yeah. You, you can now come into the <laughs> You, you can know, that can move and shift right. depending on life stage and yeah. personal things happening that it doesn't have to, like, I think as women, sometimes we think like you're either in my bedroom or you're out your bed. Yeah, get out. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And right. I think, I mean, like I can also think of like friends of mine who I have been very close to in the past and then something happens in their life that has uh-huh. nothing to do with me. Absolutely. Right? Where they're dealing with so much stuff and what's going on in their life right. that they're like, they can't, like, I, they don't have time. Right. right for yeah. me. And, and I've watched it happen yeah. and get it. Like, I'll be like, Oh uh-huh. man, that sister is dealing uh-huh. with a lot of stuff going on in her life. Right. And I'm just going to, I'm going to back off right? and just, you know, hopefully make it clear that when, when, and if right. she ever is in a place that she needs a girl, uh-huh. I'm her girl. Uh-huh. But if that ever happens, that's okay too. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's yeah. really, really cool. And I definitely have friends like that who I have very fond feelings for, mm-hmm. but maybe have yeah. not connected with as much as I used to. And that's such a healthy way to look at it. Well, I hope so. I mean, I wish everyone me. looked at yeah. it that way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I know. Cause yeah, I've had those times in my life, like going through infertility where, right. you know, I had a season where all of my friends were having little tiny babies and I was like, <laughs> I, can't I love it. you people. Yeah. And, and it's I not can't. you, it's me, but I need some other childless friends. Right. Right. Sure. Right. You know, yeah. Life right. stage. It's not about, and you, ha- and when that happens, like when you're the person that the person is pulling away from, mm-hmm. like you have to extend some grace, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have you to be do. able to go, Oh, I get it. There's all kinds yeah. of crazy going on right up in here. And, yeah. and just know I'm here. Just yeah. know I'm here for you. I'll be over there. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that's hard. It is hard. That's hard. I mean, especially as women, we're emotionally fraught about our friendships yeah. just as much as our relationships. Yeah, for sure. If not more, if not more. It's and we don't have our, I feel like we don't have mothers that really help us with that. Like our mothers yeah. will teach us how to deal with men That's and relationships, point. but they That's don't like, it's something I am very mindful of with my daughter mm-hmm. that I'm like, and one of the things that I always tell her is like your true friends are not just like the people who cheer you on, but that when good things happen to you, mm-hmm. they delight in it, that mm-hmm. they're almost more excited about it mm-hmm. than you are as opposed to like, well, that happened to you. That never happened to me. Like how did I, right. And that's really hard. And sort of really understanding how to navigate like women friends, I think is something that, um, we need to do with our, with our daughters is is be able to help them understand that. I mean, I think friendships in general, parents do a bad thing about, about like Mm -hmm. platonic friendships between the sexes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We don't really, we don't really talk about it. Talk no. about that. We just talk about dating. If right. we're going to talk about so stuff, true. right? It is so true. And I wish we did more yeah. of that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say, you know, I know we have some listeners who have, um, you know, when we've talked about friendship in the past, have said, you know, I don't have the ride or die crew. I don't have that, you know, the, the bedroom level friendships mm. for people who are wanting that, but struggling to find it. Like, do you have any advice for women who want those closer friendships? Um, well, again, I mean, you kind of have to understand that the fluidity of friendships, I think that's one thing, but I think the other thing that you have to be able to, well, there's a couple of things. I think one thing is, uh, is you have to be able to protect yourself, but you also have to be willing to be vulnerable, right? Because trust is built mm-hmm. when you show trust, right. right? So there's a little bit of that. Like you have to be able to open yourself up. Mm-hmm. Um, but also understand that it can't be hotwired. Like, I just don't think you can... Yeah. You can suddenly like go, okay, I like that person. We're going to be besties. I do agree with that. Right? Like I think some of this Uh stuff is just really sort of natural and really Mm -hmm. understanding sort of the ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
don't come on too strong, just like you wouldn't come on too strong right, with a guy. Like, right. we don't want to say, I love you too, too, too soon, man. Right. Because right? right? they're going to run. What? And I think, it's, I, exactly. And I think it's the same thing with women. Like, you don't want to be like, okay, let's just uh, yeah. skip off the thing. We're like, Here's your matching necklace. Right, exactly. And then no, on I'm... a trip next weekend. <laughs> 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 like, so I just don't think you can hotwire right, it, yeah. right? I think there's a lot of really sort of natural things. And then, you know, um, you just sort of like, well, look, so one of the things that has happened with me recently is I lost my house. As you guys know, I lost my house in Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. And what has been astounding to me is how people have responded mm-hmm. to that. Um, and again, without judgment, there have been people who I would have never even thought of as somebody who would give me a second thought mm-hmm. that just went out of their way to help yeah. us. And there have been other people who I, you know, I've thought, oh, this person will totally be there that, you know, and I, I, it's not a judgment thing, but like, like mm-hmm. weeks will have gone by or months and I'll be like, you know, I never heard from yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like that person never. And tragedy will do that. Yeah. You right. Like, that. I, I never. Sure will. Or... Sure. And so you, so you kind of have to really understand like, and, and again, without judgment, like um, whatever, mm-hmm. things were going on in her life or right. his life or whatever. Right. But it's like, okay, well that makes me know that in the future, if I have something that I need help with, maybe that's not the person I'm going to go to mm-hmm. yes. with that person. Mm-hmm. Maybe this yeah. person who I hadn't even considered would be like, you know what? That's a really lovely resource. Yeah. And you have to be able to kind of understand like where people stand with you and right. also be able to give reciprocate. I think that's true. A lot of that giving yeah. and, that, and that sort of trust. And I do think that I think it's a really good point. You know, you said it's just, you can't, can't make it happen, but no. you can, you can be more vulnerable. Yeah. You can put yourself out there, maybe a baby steps, baby a steps, little man. bit more than yeah. maybe you have. And that can open up some really beautiful opportunities for friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? and, and I want to say something like, I mean, Brene, as you said, Brene is a lovely person and, and, and one of my closest friends, but like I, we have a running joke where she will say something and I'm like, Oh, I'm not talking about that. Cause I don't do vulnerability. <laughs> like I don't do that. Right. And she's like, Oh, you do vulnerable. I'm like, oh, I don't do that. No, no, right. And no, stuff no, like that. No. But I, so I am a person that like, I get, you know, and I've worked with Brene. Like I, I talk about her work right. all the time. Yeah. She's my girl. She's one of my, you know, ride yeah. or die girls. Yeah. And, but it's tough for me. Like I'm right. very, very, you know, guarded. And I know that's something that I have to work on. And, and I, so I don't mean to suggest you know, oh, go out there and be vulnerable because it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, baby it, steps. Baby yes. steps. Baby. Like, just oh, I'm the be same aware way. of it. Yeah. I think we're all three. We <laughs> all are very similar. <laughs> we, we're all one. All right. Last question. I mean, do you have any advice for people for being a better friend? Because I think we, you know, this is one of those things where we often go like, I wish I had more friends, but we don't always necessarily look at like, what are the practices and characteristics we need to build within ourselves to be a good friend? Okay. So I'm going to share something with you that I've been telling everybody because, (laughs) because this is something that has sort of changed my life and it touches on this question. So one of the things that I have recently started doing, like in the last maybe two months, and it was from an article that I, it was from an article I read and I can't remember this. I'm one of those people that's like Kristen Bell said the other day, I'm like, I'm going to do that thing where I read this article, but I can't source it. (laughs) Right. right? Yeah. Um, But it was an article that talked about, you should ask yourself three, these three questions every morning to help set your intention for the day. Okay. Okay. And the three questions are, one of them is how can I feel healthy today? Okay. And it can be anything from going to the gym to just drinking mm-hmm. more water. Mm-hmm. And so then mm-hmm. you give yourself grace if you just don't want to go to the gym. Well, you're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to drink extra water today. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm going to, and then how can I feel purposeful? Mm-hmm. Right. What can I do today? And it can be everything from, I don't know, really helping a friend like to it. like, um, just like cleaning out your closet and giving stuff to goodwill, like right. whatever you can do. But this other third one, and this is the one that's tell me is how can I feel connected? Mm. Ooh. 
And it's yeah. basically, and so for me, a lot of times it's like, I haven't heard from that friend for a long time. I'm going to just drop an email saying, Hey, I thought about you. Oh, that's good. Right. So, yeah. And it's such a little it simple is. way, especially for an introvert like me, mm-hmm. like it's a lovely way to just sort of be there and touch base and how are you? Or, yeah. you know, like you remember somebody is dealing with something difficult and you haven't talked to them in a while to say, you know, I just thought about you. I'm hoping that yeah, you're okay. Huge. And that yeah, has been so that. wonderful for friendships so for me good. because I'm, I just go out and I'm like, okay, what am I doing? And sometimes it's like, I'm just going to spoon my daughter tonight when I put her to bed. Like right. it can be that. Yeah. Right. But sometimes it's like, God, you know, that friend moved away and I really haven't heard from them. And I should probably just email them and say, hey, have you settled in? Mm-hmm. Have you done that? And it's a lovely little way that I think has helped me be a better friend. So that's one oh very tiny little thing that you can do, I think, that can help you be a better friend is just staying in touch. And I love that practice because, I don't know, I'm type A. I mean, we're both pretty type A. I'm to-do list. Yeah. Productivity oriented. Yeah. yeah. And I don't put friendship on my to-do list. I know. Which is why it often falls to the very back in line. Yeah. Yeah. I will do everything required. And then if I have time, which never happens, which never happens. I'll yeah. reach out to a friend. So I really like that idea yeah. of setting that intention every day. And I said it and then, it, and then it goes on my to-do list, That's right? Like it usually is like, it. okay, did I do yeah. it? But the, yeah, just a lovely way to do that. Yeah. And, and just sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my relationships. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm helping the world. Right. Without purposeful. I love that. So. That's great. Yeah, well, fantastic. thank you, Karen, so yes, much. Thank you, Karen. This was fun. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I, I love this, and we're all with the same podcast network. Yeah, so, so um, talk about your podcast really quick so our listeners can go give you a listen. Oh, I would love that. So I, I, I have a podcast called Make Light. I'm yes. actually on a little hiatus right now, but it's going to come back on on June 4th. Awesome. But for new listeners, you have lots and lots. I have lots. Of, I've got two yes. seasons already two there, seasons. and it's all about how we make light in our life. Yeah. And so how can we help other people? How can we change the world? How can we find gratitude and joy in the things that we do mm-hmm. every single day um, and so it's it, shifting up formats right now but right now there's all kinds of wonderful interviews with awesome people that oh, are yeah, there you so, guys are gonna love it. so go find me and then anybody can find me on karenwallwin.com right. thank you thank you Karen. my pleasure thanks for having me Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to shepherd audio for our intro music. Take care. 